this podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics like self-improvement, business, health and beauty, and random thoughts about life from a Christian perspective. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. February is Black History Month. The Black community has been stuck in survival mode for so long that health and wellness are viewed as a luxury rather than a necessity. I want to flip the script on this mindset. This is why I created the Brand New You Challenge, but I wanted to take it a step further. In addition to my usual segments, each week I will also be highlighting members within the Black community who are dedicated to empowering people with the knowledge they need to get to the next level. I was thoroughly inspired and motivated by these individuals, and I know you will be as well. I have a special request to ask you. If you're enjoying the content provided by Hustle & Faith, please be sure to rate and leave a review. Thank you. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of speaking with Jay Smith. She is the creator of Black Girls Gardening in Containers. Welcome to the show, Jay. Thank you, Tasha. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So why don't you tell us about yourself? Okay. Well, I am uh, first a wife, a mother of four, a sister, friend. Um, I've just learned so much over the past few years, and as a Black woman, um, just navigating confidently through the world and just kind of moving with kindness and gratitude. And I believe in just sharing my talents with the world. And I'm passionate about just serving and supporting others in many capacities. Um, I've, I've been an educator for about over 17 years. Oh, wow. I love all things creative, art, music, painting. I'm a licensed barber. A professional photographer, uh, graphic designer, now author. And um, for the purpose of this podcast, I'm a gardener. So, oh my goodness, um, you do all the things. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. Uh, So, um, you know, just as a woman of God, fellow woman of God, I just believe in being a light so that the Lord is pleased and glorified in how I spend my time and just invest my gifts. So if I can touch people, spread some love and healing along the way, impact others in a positive way, I feel like my life mission is being fulfilled. So that is Jay Smith in a nutshell. That is awesome. That's awesome. And one of the gifts that I've been lucky to receive is the Black Girls Gardening in Containers group. I'm so happy that I found this group. And so um Why did you decide to create Black Girls Gardening in Containers? Well, a few years back, I started, added gardening to um, my interests. Mm -hmm. So I I joined a few, and when I become interested in something, I completely immerse myself in it, want to learn more. (laughs) I joined a couple garden groups, a few local groups, um, and a, a group for Black women. So I wanted to just kind of merge what I felt from the the gardening group for Black women, which was amazing. Um, Just learning everything about gardening in general, but um, I wasn't quite ready to commit to an actual full garden. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to start small with containers. And I learned through the group that a lot of women did so also. Um, And I saw the need for a group specifically for us, just gardening and containers. Um, 
So I wanted to just create a positive space. Like there are no experts. You don't have to feel like you have to have a wealth of knowledge or to explore or be a part of it. Like we're all learning, we're all sharing and growing together. So um, I love that the group just nurtures black women uniquely and it builds community. So um, for us to have a common interest and be in a shared space and nurture each other, just take pride in our accomplishments and in ourselves and inspire each other. I think that's what we need more of. And that's what I'm most proud of with the group. Mm-hmm. Just unifying Black women in a positive space. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. I, I thoroughly enjoy my time in the group. And it's one of the, you know, I'm not a big social media person, but there are certain groups that I do check on Facebook. And this is one of them. Wow. Um, and it, it's, 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 really inspiring. And as someone that's a a newbie gardener, I really do enjoy the space because you're absolutely right. Like people will jump in and answer questions and you don't feel, you you don't feel like, uh, I don't don't know, this is a stupid question. I should just keep it to myself. And it's not the case. It's not the case. And I can honestly attest to that. And then, you know, I always use the search function first, you know, because a lot of times some of those questions are already answered, but if I don't see that they, you know, my question's been answered, then I make sure that I ask and I, I always get an answer and it's, it's kind of crazy within a timely fashion too. Like I'm not even expecting people to like be all on it and they are. So I, I've thoroughly, um, I can't say enough that you've definitely achieved that goal. So, um, yeah, I want to let you know that. So, um, what are some common misconceptions about container gardening? Because as, again, as a newbie, I didn't realize that so many of the fruits and vegetables that I thought you had to have all this space mm-hmm. didn't really need that much space. So yeah. yeah, can we dive into some of the common misconceptions? Exactly. Um, I think that container gardening is actually a thing, is a common misconception. Um, a lot of people have never heard of, of that. Um, they don't know that gardening is really that easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Like you can garden in your kitchen and, you know, it is considered gardening because you're, um, you're growing and cultivating plants and mm-hmm. as simple as that. So, um, you know, that's another misconception that you're not gardening if, or are a gardener, if you, um, don't have 40 acres and a mule, Mm-hmm. So you don't need, you know, that much space and you can absolutely use containers to grow food. Uh, we're growing trees, growing herbs, you know, right from your balcony or your front porch, your deck, or even indoors. So. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I, I agree. And that was one of the things that drew me to the group because I recently bought a condo. And so I've got pretty decent balcony space, but I'm like, okay, I would love to have a garden, but I just, I don't know if I have enough space. I don't know what to do. So again, that's one of the main reasons why I was thrilled when I found your group. And that's a perfect segue into the next question. So what do you actually need to take into consideration when you plan your container garden? So I would point out about five different things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Finding a place with plenty of sunlight. So that is important. Um, Of course, plants need some kind of light to grow. Sure. Um, The soil type and consistency is important. Um, Some plants like 
loose soil. Some plants can thrive in heavy soil. Um, I made the mistake in putting carrots in heavy, like thick soil, and they kind of came out looking like knuckles. So <laughs> um, soil type is important. Mm -hmm. Carrots and things like that need loose soil in order to grow. Um, the container size is important. Mm -hmm. So you want it to be at least eight inches wide, 12 inches deep. Um, but ideally, you know, the larger, the better. Um, you want your containers to have good drainage at the bottom. You don't want everything sitting in soggy water at the bottom and that'll rot the roots. So you want to, even if you don't, the, the container doesn't come with um, drainage holes, you want to drill some holes at the bottom of your containers. Um, you want to make sure you have plenty of access to water, of course, when planting a garden. Um, so access to water or, um, you know, if you're outside, just making sure you have a hose readily available. So you're not taking barrels of water in and out the house or things like that. Um, and fertilizer because plants need food. So I would say, you know, finding a, again, finding a place where there's plenty of sunlight, your soil type, the container, water and fertilizer, most important things to take into consideration. You know what, I kind of want to piggyback off of that uh, comment that you made regarding the soil type. Mm -hmm. how, how do you know that something is, um, because you mentioned that it messed up the carrots, how do you know that something is too, is not the right soil? I didn't even know about the different soil types. Yeah, um, you can just feel like loose soil that kind of just runs through your fingers. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, something is trying to grow, obviously, if they're, you know, rocks and um, mulch in the soil, or it's just really heavy. Like, you know, you pick it up, it doesn't quite run through your fingers. Um, that would be, you know, heavy soil. And um, a lot of things, you know, you can Google, I would say focus on one particular um, fruit or vegetable that you want to grow and just learn everything about it. Like, what does it need? Um, even as far as the soil type and pH, and they have uh, ways you can test the pH of the soil. Um, so I think some of the fruit vegetables we'll, we'll talk about aren't that complicated. Um, okay. so, um, but, but some of them are, and they require a lot of, you know, acidity in the soil. Okay. So, yeah. And so when is a good time to actually start preparing your garden? So, you know, someone, all of us are all over the U S right. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm in Chicago. So for those of us up north, it can be kind of difficult to figure out when we should actually be starting these types of uh, activities. So when would you suggest starting to prepare your garden? Exactly. I think you can start now. I mean, there are tools um, oh, wow. that you need. You can, you know, start buying supplies if you don't have them. Start buying your seeds, getting your containers together um, and your tools. So spring is coming. It's coming at different times for different areas, but <laughs> it'll, it'll be here. Um, there are hardness zones, um, which is based on your geographic area. That's something you can look up as well and see what zone you, you're in. And um, they've kind of made it easy for us online. And you can tell when the last frost date is. Um, because the last thing you want to do is put something outside and it's not ready and it snows and you get two feet of snow the next week. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those hardiness zones help to um, help you to understand 
when the last day of possible frost and I know I'm, I'm in Maryland, so that's usually after Mother's Day and it's safe to put everything out and hopefully the temperatures don't fall below 55 degrees. Yes. So for, um, you know, a spring garden, um, I would say start, I, I can only speak for my area, sure. starting around February, starting indoors so that by May, you know, everything will be ready to, to go out. So, I mean, and there are different times you can start your garden. There are cool season veggies that can be outside. I have things outside right now, you know, like broccoli, cabbage, lettuce, spinach. That doesn't matter, snow and all, it'll survive. Um, And then there are also, you know, the warm season veggies, which everyone gets excited about, and so do I, Um, but it has to be the right temperature, like your beans and peppers, cucumbers, Mm -hmm. tomatoes, and things like that that need a lot of sun and heat to grow. Okay. Okay. So what are the best types of containers to use for growing edible and non-edible gardens? So I like to say you can grow in anything. So if you don't have, you know, the best of everything um, for non-edible, you can repurpose containers. Um, You can use plastic. Plastic is always preferred. Um, There are clay pots as well that you can use for your edibles. Um, again, you need something with proper drainage. So um, if you, it doesn't come with that, make sure that you drill those holes. Um, you may not want anything too heavy, like the clay pots, if you're moving your containers constantly, because that can get a little heavy, Yeah, um, can dry out a little more quickly. So I think using something light colored as opposed to black, which draws a lot of heat and can dry your pots out really quickly. Um, I know plastic pots may not be as aesthetically pleasing as the terracotta, but they do help the plants to breathe easier and it keeps them from drying out. I would also recommend the fabric pots, the grow bags. Uh, They seem to work well. I actually bought one of those. I, I oh, can add to that. Yeah, I have a grow bag. Um, I actually got one as a gift and I, I didn't even know those existed. That's what actually sent me down this journey because I had been wanting to think about starting my own garden and I didn't know how. And then someone got me this as a gift. And then then I found your group and then I was well on my way. But yeah, oh, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Like the grow bags. I was like, what do I do with this? <laughs> oh, exactly. And that's how I started gardening. My sister gave me a gift, a little pot with seeds. And one day I opened it, probably a year later, sadly to say, but I opened it, mm-hmm. soil in, dropped all the seeds in. And I had like 40 tomato plants growing in one little pot and had no idea what I was doing, but <laughs> and learned from it. So that's a great way to get other people started. Okay. And then what types of fruits, vegetables, or herbs do you suggest for people who don't have that much space or may not have that much sunlight? For herbs, I'd say basil, parsley, cilantro, chives, and dill. Okay. Um, As far as vegetables, not too much space. They do need sunlight but tomatoes um you don't need a lot of space to grow radishes 
Um, they have really shallow roots. Mm -hmm. um, pole beans, lettuce, uh, cucumbers don't grow too wide, but they can grow tall. So if you have a small corner and can trellis them upward, that would be wow. great. Okay. Uh, garlic and peppers, pepper plants. Um, and uh, I've seen a lot of people growing lemon lemon trees. And in they get in a container. Okay. See, yeah. this is shocking to me. I really want to try. I would love to, like, I didn't think you could do lemons, but I really, I was definitely going to try tomatoes. And I was going to ask you about that because I was kind of curious about that because I do have a balcony, but I don't like, how would that even look coming <laughs> from a container? Like my mind could not wrap my head. I couldn't wrap my head around that. So you're saying that is possible. That is possible. That is possible. They have dwarf lemon trees and yeah. And you, I, I believe, um, and I haven't done this personally, but you know, you bring them in during the, the winter months. And I think in the second year, um, you should start seeing lemons. Yeah. They're just kind of hard to come across, but if you can find a tree, mm -hmm. Hey, you can, you can go from there. Wow. That's crazy. That, if there's so much right. that you can do with a container. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, so do you shop at a special place for your seeds, containers, and supplies? Is there some place where you go that's your favorite? Um, yeah, for years I've used uh, Baker Creek. Um, they have a huge catalog and um, a wide variety of heirloom seeds. Like you can find different varieties of anything you can think of, any vegetable, fruit, herb. Um, and they've been really awesome. I've moved towards, you know, supporting more black owned companies mm -hmm. as I'm starting this year. Um, I've tried previously seed mill seed company, which is a black owned company. Um, I love them as well. And, um, I recently released a blog, um, last week with 20 black owned seed companies to try out. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, just trying and supporting, you know, other black companies. So oh, I have um, to check that out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll definitely be sure to check that out. Okay. So Lowe's for my containers. That's usually my go-to. Um, I use a local nursery for soil. Okay. And like the supplies you can easily find on Amazon. If you could create your ideal container garden kit, what would that look like? What would that consist of? Okay. So I'd say you definitely need uh, garden gloves to protect your hands. Um, you would need a, a hand trowel, something to, you know, scoop the soil into the pots. Um, definitely pruners for um, pruning back your plants. You definitely need to do that. And for, for harvesting uh, some of your fruits and ve vegetables. Um, a watering can is definitely mm -hmm. necessary. Mm -hmm. um, and just having plant supports on hand, like trellises and um, oh, okay. Okay. support cages for your, um, for your plants. One thing I think is important is plant labels. Um, sometimes when you're starting. Oh, right. Seeding, oh my goodness. <laughs> right on that. I messed up on that big time. 
You're right. Yeah, I, I do it every year. I think I know what I planted where and it grows. And I'm like, which, what is that? Yes. <laughs> so, which pepper is that? What, you know, so just having labels. And then when you transplant, making sure you transplant the labels as well. Yeah. Um, so okay. I think that's a good start. Okay. And maybe you know, cool bag to, to put all your tools in and, but just make sure, making sure you keep your tools clean washed after you use them. Um, sometimes plants have diseases or um, things obviously you can't see with the eye, but making sure yes. soap and water, um, some kind of disinfectant, make sure they dry thoroughly before the next use. Mm -hmm. and, and so how do you keep insects and pests from destroying your garden? Because that, that has been something that's been kind of interesting. <laughs> it's been an interesting battle. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I would say as naturally as possible, you know, um, the purpose of growing your own food is not to ingest a lot of pesticides yeah. and unnatural chemicals, obviously, um, with what you're growing. So um, I would say what I've learned as someone who is not the fondest of creepy crawly things myself mm -hmm. um, <laughs> is that, you know, everything in nature has a job to do. And as time progresses, I just become more accepting of that and more in awe of, you know, just watching the beauty of nature, even the things that we're not too fond of. And <laughs> That's a polite uh, way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, managing pests, I think first comes with just respecting nature and its role in your garden and the role that everything plays in the cycle of life. So, and I understand we're, you know, selfish and we're like, but those are my tomatoes, you know, but, you know, it's a part of nature. So um, you have to understand that there are good insects and bad insects. Mm -hmm. um, we'll just say beneficial insects. And then you have your pests. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just don't spray everything and kill everything moving, you know, unless it's in your house. But, yeah. you know, one thing's to grow so that the beneficial insects love them and, you know, are attracted to them. So flowers that, um, you know, the butterflies, the bees, those are the beautiful uh, um, insects that we love to see, you know, and they're also praying mantis and ladybugs and, you know, other insects. Um, but they're considered beneficial because not only do they pollinate your plants, but they take care of the pests. So they are important and things that you don't even think could be. So, so it, you know, even in the group, we see pictures of all type of, oh, types yeah. of you know, bugs. And mm -hmm. they're like, what is this? I, should I kill it? Should I, you know, and it's like, no, that's a good one. You know, keep it. So just um, doing your research, trying to understand like what is actually beneficial and what is a pest. So um, I think for pests, companion planning is very important. Hmm. There are some herbs and flowers and, and plants in general that deter pests. Um, and if you plant them near something they'd normally be attracted to, then they won't be as attracted to it. Um, for example, the horn, the tomato hornworm. Everybody hates the tomato hornworm, but it loves tomatoes and it will tear up your plant in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. But they're not too fond of basil. So um, planting basil around your tomatoes. And for me, that has worked well. Um, 
Hmm. And when they smell the basil, they're gone. Um, so there are a few things that kind of work like that um, with companion planting. Um, and with um, the, the hornworms, they kind of start with the white flies. So um, I've put out sticky traps to kind of get those or just, you know, you have to really monitor your plants and monitor um, monitor for pests. You got to check the underneath your leaves and, you know, get rid of them when you see them. I find that just putting them in a bucket of soapy water, just kind of smacking them into the water gets rid of them before they can do any damage. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, as far as um, companion planting, marigolds are great. Um, they not only attract the beneficial insects, but they detail, uh, I'm sorry, deter uh, pests as well. So for, for larger pests, you want to maybe consider fencing as far as deer and um, things of that nature. I've seen people put forks face up in soil, which deters the squirrels. Um, so there's lots of creative ways um, using peppermint oil around sprinkling cinnamon to deter ants. Um, there are a lot of, of ways you can do that safely and, you know, without any harmful chemicals to your garden. Okay, so you gave me a whole list right there that I didn't yeah. know about, <laughs> especially the companion planting. Now that I had never heard of, so that that's that's super interesting. And again, I'm a newbie, so there's yeah. a lot I haven't heard of. <laughs> learning, yeah. but that is that is definitely I will take that into consideration because I, I really want to try tomatoes this year. Oh, I'm yeah. still trying to figure out how that's going to look, but we'll see. <laughs> and I wanted to add that. Um, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of like, if you have a certain insect that comes your way every year, just adding another plant for them to keep them off of the stuff you don't want them on, hmm. just plant an extra one. <laughs> and that was the case for me with um, the Japanese beetles because they were eating holes in my pepper plants. And later on, they found the uh, hyssop plant that I had. And you know, I was freaking out because they had tore up my hyssop plant. I didn't get to harvest it. And it was just a whole, but all of them were on that plant. So the next year I said, okay, they like that. You know what? It keeps them away from my peppers. I'll plant them an extra one and they can have that all to themselves. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just, you know, just looking at it, like you're providing for God's creatures and, you know, mm -hmm. helping them extend their life cycle, which is what we're all here to do with a purpose. So you know, gardening just teaches us to just be respectful and to share sometimes. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, obviously, you know, we want to make sure that those little guys get their food, but I want them to leave enough food for me to do something right. with it, right? So right. <laughs> yeah. we give them their own. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so with that, what is your favorite dish to make from the herbs, the vegetables or fruits that are in your garden? Ooh. So my my favorite thing to make, and I know my children are are sick of this, is is homemade hot sauce. Ooh. And I've been working on perfecting several recipes because they have to taste it, and you know, mm -hmm. but they love it. But they're like, more hot sauce, mom? Really? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Last year, I I got a lot of peppers, a lot, a lot, a lot. Ooh. So. Um, so I've just been perfecting those recipes over the past couple of years. Um, 
and just finding purpose in what to do with all these hot peppers. So I bottled, um, packaged, and you know, sold a few. Just to- I was going to ask you, did we have a website or a garden? Like, what? what are you doing this? <laughs> you know, I'm start. I'm starting slow. So you know, with I just put it on Facebook and you know, friends and family, just to kind of get a feel for it. Okay, well, where do I want to take it oh. next? Um, so maybe that's coming soon. Okay, definitely keep my eye out for that because I could always use some hot sauce. Who, who doesn't need hot sauce? Right, right. <laughs> Um, you know I started out just taking some of my harvest and putting it in different meals Um, a simple spaghetti meal Mm -hmm. adding tomatoes and um, cooking with actual fresh herbs with oregano with sage fresh garlic it's such a difference oh yeah like just the just how fragrant they are and flavorful um so yeah, it can like transform a simple spaghetti dish with, you know, just using fresh, cutting up fresh herbs. And I thought Definitely. that was just really cool. Definitely. So if you had to choose one word to represent your goals for this year, what would it be and why? So one word, one word would be growth. Oh, I like that. Okay. Okay. And why? I feel like, you know, time is just constantly moving and it is going to move whether we are or not. So my goal is just, you know, not to be stagnant, not to be comfortable um, in where I am and to just continue to grow in every area of my life. And, you know, growth takes, it takes patience. It takes understanding, understanding more about yourself and, um, as time goes on, I understand more about me. Um, I'm learning more about myself, what I love, you know, learning from the past, learning from other people around me, learning from experiences, um, healing. Um, I feel like growth takes a lot of commitment to just not be the same version of yourself that you were the year before. So um, as far as reaching my goals, I just choose to know and acknowledge more about myself and just challenge myself to be better in every way. Awesome. Awesome. And last but not least, what's the best piece of advice that you have for aspiring gardeners? Um, To just lose the idea that uh, you need a green thumb to be a gardener. Just, you know, have patience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Don't let that overwhelm you. Don't let, you know, others success overwhelm you start small have patience, enjoy the process, and just allow nature to nurture you in the process. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, it has been such a pleasure. I just want to thank you so much for coming onto the show. And if people wanted to get in touch with you, how can they connect? Sure. You can connect through our website, which is www blackgirlsgardeningincontainers.com. We have a Facebook group, which is called Black Girls Gardening in Containers. We have uh, tips on our Facebook page and in the group and on Instagram. Our Instagram is at blackgirlsgardening, the letter N, containers, and um, the links to our website, the blogs, recipes, shop, everything is on there. So please check us out 
and um, look forward to connecting with many more Black women. Yes, yes. And again, Jay, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I truly, truly appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Tasha, for having me. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy listening to Hustle and Faith and would like to support the show, please consider sharing it with your friends, rate or leave a review, donate, or make a purchase at Starring You Crew, our fitness apparel shop. Remember, if you're everything to everyone, the risk being no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode.